Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Checkpoint Jet Nailed It. Um, my name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by belated birthday boy Matthew Figuera. It delayed. 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 Not, not Mid- delayed. Midweek birthday past, boy. Past birthday boy. I'm old now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's weird. We should have done the whole birthday thing last week because your birthday was on, well, if you're listening it to this, been it's Monday, week, yeah. but it's like almost a week now that has passed. It's um, fine. I still accept cake transactions well into the year. So if you haven't... Why do sent- we not have digital cake transactions yet? Because, because, okay, we've got NFTs, we've got cryptos, a lot of confusing stuff already. Don't... don't NFTs of cakes. Don't, yeah, don't confuse things now with cake NFTs or just cake transactions. I mean, it would be cool if someone, I, I'm pretty sure like some shop has this already, but like someone sends you a transaction it's like you can pick up a cake from any of these locations for free that'd be great i mean right. it would be great if the cake just like <laughs> just digitized and reanimated like on your phone and you just got a slice out of thin fucking air but that sounds a bit too science fictiony i mean yeah i was gonna say that's like the the deepest science fiction tales are i i remember reading a story as a kid i couldn't remember what it was called or who wrote it but is it basically some kid goes into space or something. I'm like very loosely paraphrasing this. Um, says that he's hungry. Some dude gives him a pull. He bites into it and it tastes like cooked chicken. It's a like, pull? Whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, like a little, like it takes a little bite, but he's, the book said it felt like you're taking a huge mouthful of That dude just got given chicken. MDMA. Jesus. <laughs> this changes everything. Space the MDMA. The reality is actually high. <laughs> he wasn't eating chicken. <laughs> I, but, uh, I would like the food. Uh, I mean, you watched um, the first episode of Kenobi. I've watched the first two because they premiered with the first well, two. But half, half the first episode. Yeah. But they did this in, in the movies as well where like Ray puts water in like a powder and it turns into like bread. And mm. in Kenobi, Obi-Wan does the same thing. He's just got this like water and he puts it over like some space lantern and it turns and into it like turns a stew. Food. Yeah, yeah, I want that shit. That looks fucking great. <laughs> like, imagine how much time you don't have to spend cooking. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean, did you ever watch The Jetsons as a kid? Oh, yes. That is you're the best. Right. You just, I don't know if it was a fridge or something, but you push a button and then it just poof appears. That'd be great. Do you think we'll lovely. ever get there? Like, probably not. No, <laughs> maybe like not in, in our lifetime. In terms of raw science, like, is that actually possible? Yeah, Can you, like, can you like creating matter like that? Yeah. Um, can you mess with atoms and matter to like actually make food out of thin air? Maybe, maybe there's some prestigious scientific work on that, that we haven't heard of, but I, I've not seen anything close to that. Like (laughs) the closest thing, (laughs) the closest thing I've seen to like some sort of like food science fiction is, uh, and this was ages ago already, but they discovered some, was it a seed or a bean? I'm, I'm not entirely sure now, but some seed or bean in Africa that they managed to turn into like a medicine pill that when ingested made everything taste, it would like trick your taste buds. So it would make everything taste sweet. So you could eat like raw broccoli and it would taste like (laughs) fine type of thing. The miracle pill for children is here. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that was like cool. It's, but that's also to me seems a bit dangerous because it's like you like a drug, you continually messing with, a sensory 
mm. organ and eventually something's going to go like haywire there. So, But also what mm. happens if you take that drug or pill or whatever and you drink a Coke or have a piece of cake? Is that not going to be might just die extra? extra yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I actually don't know what happens <laughs> yeah, there. Like, does it just amplify all of your sugar? Oh my god! You just or? like fall over, foam at the mouth, like oh, <laughs> it's too sweet. Diabetes times ten. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what that feels like. Like just just biting into like raw broccoli and like wow, this tastes mm. like very very sweet or something like that. My goodness. I mean, could live a very healthy life like that. Mm. So um, <laughs> just live off broccoli. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great. Um, no could eat, eat. Uh, I, I could finally eat coriander. <gasps> I also hate mm. coriander. I can't. I've cannot. got the, the stupid coriander gene, so it just tastes like garbage to me. It's the worst. You can taste it immediately, and I'm like, peace yep. don't. Immediately. Peace Even the littlest piece of coriander, mm. and I'm just like, yep, it's in yeah. It's definitely in yeah. No, it was one of those things where <clears throat> I think for years I just accepted that's what coriander tastes like. Like this is yeah. it. Not a fan, but this is it. Until many years later, it's like, oh no, this is actually this is an actual genetic thing where some yeah. people don't like the taste of it. And what's what what annoys me the most is that people who like it think it's like the best fucking thing in the world. No, nah, no, you know. So we're missing like out. <laughs> Jeff and Kervin are like, it is one of the best like um herbs that I I have. Uh and it's just like, what? I really wish I knew what that tasted like because it's used in so many foods. Mm. Like it has to be good and it must be so crucial to that, um, yeah. you know, that recipe. So, yeah. Well, we Portuguese, we just replace coriander with bay leaves and we're good to go. Bay leaves. <laughs> bay leaves are a winner. Put them in everything. <laughs> bay leaves are a winner. And uh, the other thing I'd put in pretty much anything, basil. Basil is basil. great. Yeah, Love basil is good. Yeah. Basil. Put it My into a, a nice uh, pasta dish. Always a, always a vibe. Mm. Basil pesto. Oof. You know, I always was like, oh, basil pesto, delicious. Basil pesto, also very unhealthy for you. Is it? <laughs> tons tons got, and tons of olive oil. I was going to say that's because it's... So like olive oil. oil, not bad, but in quantities, it's just like... <laughs> I'm not like I'm drinking it by the gallon or anything. Well, Come listen, on. I can... <laughs> If that little jar is there, I will just fucking. If, when they like put a put a light coating on your sandwich, I'm like, <laughs> light for who? If if there's anyone from Monster uh, Energy Drink listening, please make us an olive oil flavor. Oh, oh not an God. olive oil flavor, basil flavor. I I do have a guy at work who's very much into his you know fitness and whatever and German. When he went through the period where he was eating lots of calories, he used to put a cup of olive oil in his smoothies because it was just like so calorie dense. It would do. <laughs> sounds awful. Just, just awful. Sis. Yeah. That, that, that I can't imagine. Speaking of Monster though, have you tried the new sugar-free flavor? This is like free advertising, I, man. I don't give a I, shit. I, I just love that I get a random message from you saying like, hey, you remember that <laughs> Mariposa flavor? Like this is the, the sugar-free version of that and it's called hey, what? I'm, uh, yeah, Ultra Fiesta. Uh, Ultra Fiesta. <laughs> I want to meet the person who names these energy drinks because they it's must so have the best It's so funny time. because all of their sugar-free ones are all called Ultra. So you get Ultra Red, <laughs> Ultra White. Like, I think the only one that isn't called that is like their ginger beer one, um, which is also sugar-free. But uh, yeah, Ultra Fiesta, pretty good. It's like their mango flavor, but it's sugar-free. Well, Kill yourself if- slower. 
if if they had to make a basil flavored monster energy drink, which would be probably awful, what would you call it? Ultra pesto. Come on. Ultra pesto. Oh, that's a sugar. Sitting right version. there. <laughs> Sitting right there. Yeah. Basil flavor and then ultra pesto. You're missing out on the opportunity version. to call it like a pasta punch or something stupid. <laughs> <gasps> pasta punch. Yes. Well, there you go. Or basil. Hi, me monster. Mm. Basil bomb. Basil. <laughs> See, but we, we, we reaching for the low hanging fruits. The, the person who comes up with the names like gets on a stepladder and climbs that tree to reach the very top <laughs> of the forbidden fruit. So we get like Mariposa flavor and all these oh other God. obscure things. <laughs> God. I know I should stop drinking that garbage, but it's so good. Can so I tell you, every now and then I'll have one just because the flavor is yeah. so good. I've, I've tried. I've, I have successfully moved away from like having one a day, which is mm. that was like borderline a problem. So mm. not borderline. That was a problem. So I think you're having more than one a day at one stage. Yeah. Well, depending. Especially at lockdown, I was buying them by the case at like macro <laughs> and like they were just chilling. <laughs> oh yeah, God. I, I got into the dark period of like, I think one week I was having three a day and then I was like, I might <gasps> die. Like yeah. this is actually That's not too good much. for me. Yeah. yeah. Now, Good instead, Lord. I just drink copious amounts of coffee. So I'm just dying in a different way. Um, well, so, you know, you really are picking your poison. Is it going to be coffee? Exactly. Get, I, I try to tell myself the coffee is at least just water and coffee. It's not anything. Yeah, else. if you don't add sugar, it's, it's like it's quite the quite healthier. Gonna yeah, the caffeine's going to murder you. Yeah. How many yeah. coffees are you having a day now? I try to limit myself to like three. Yeah, I'm I was having five. It's like, oh, see, that's too much. I don't think I'll ever have more than like three. And even yeah, that's a stretch. It's hectic, mostly like yeah. one or two. And those day. are three doubles. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. That's yeah, so you having six coffees. Essentially, or, yeah. I never count it that way because it makes it sound worse. Well, <laughs> <laughs> those days you have five, you're having 10. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I also don't have any caffeine after five now because I've realized I'm an old man. And if I do, I can't sleep properly. So really? even even five roses tea, I do not have after five o'clock. Like but unless caffeine, I'm working, you know, and I need it. But yeah. Caffeine doesn't have that effect to me at all. I'll have a coffee before climbing to bed. I'll be absolutely fine. See, I used to be like that. I used to like sip on a fucking energy drink just before climbing into bed. <laughs> But as soon as I stopped doing that, I realized my sleep was far more restful. So it's not the case of like, I can't fall asleep. Mm. It's just that I feel like really shitty in the morning still. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. Now you have like one cup of coffee before bed and you can see sound or something. That'd be great. That'd be great. How has no one made a superhero? <laughs> Where a caffeine coffee's man. Their, coffee's their trigger. Yeah. Caffeine. Maybe there I mean, is. I mean, we've got calendar I mean, man. If you, if, you, if, you just, if you just swap Popeye's spinach for coffee, I guess it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Good you Lord. really think spinach is giving him muscles like that? No way. That shit's was, laced with coffee. Was Popeye 100% created just to get kids to eat spinach? It must have I been. It must have been. Must have been. Like, also, his it, girlfriend's name was Olive. Like, olive oil. We've come full circle. Well done. Olive oil. So when we get the basil slash olive oil flavored monster, just call it Ultra Papa, and the true fans will know Ultra what Papa. we mean. <laughs> Spinach flavored monster. <laughs> Powered by olive oil. Come on. <laughs> I've, I've just noticed something really wild. We have different size windows on the video feed, and I have no idea how <gasps> that happened. 
that explains so much because I was wondering why my head looks a little bit smaller than yours today. I mean, yeah, it's like slightly. I've just noticed <gasps> that like completely like no. differently sized. Yeah. How did that happen? Sorry, I'm just I'm just giving no, Matthew video production horrors in the middle of a production here. Not sure how I, that happened. But uh, this checkpoint chat, we talk about video up. games. Um, okay, this window's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talk about video games here. There's not... Uh, you know, last week we chatted about um, some newish games like uh, Dolmen and Soundfall. And that's pretty much what we have on the cards today. Um, I'm going to touch in again on just Soundfall. So Speak for yourself. I'm busy checking last week's episode to see if I had this window that this size. issue there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, you carry so on now. I'm listening. So Soundfall, if you missed last week's episode, Soundfall is a new game, new indie game out that uh, does the thing that it seems a bunch of games are doing lately where they're tying their gameplay directly to like a rhythm style. So if you think of Crypto the Necrodancer where all of your actions like moving and attacking all are to be done to the beat of the song playing in the background or a more recent example would be something like BPM which was a shooter that was made with um, that sort of idea in mind. Cadence of Hyrule as well which is mm. Zelda, Crypto the Necrodancer. Um so Soundfall takes that concept and applies it to a action RPG like a Diablo uh, or ah, sort of like a Diablo, but with twin stick shooter sensibilities. Um, you are still playing levels to grab loot and level up. And, um, you know, that's the sort of progression. Each, each level has a unique song to it and each world has 10 levels and there's 10 worlds. Mm. So quick math, 100 songs. Um, <laughs> sure, the, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of nuts. So, so initially the the concept is quite fun it's like you can well so you can attack whenever you want but attacking on beat gives your attack 100% of its power so you kind of want to stick to that um, you can only dodge on the beat um, there's certain like uh, traversal mechanics like um, like this little like rail that's got little spots onto it like you can only move between those spots um, on the beat and conversely, your enemies only attack on the beat as well. Their projectiles move into, well, at the speed of the sort of song that's going and their mm. attacks are governed by that same system. So initially, it's pretty cool. It's like, okay, cool. Every level, I've got to get used to a new song, a new uh, tempo, um, and just take it from there. The issue is that the gameplay from hour one versus the gameplay from hour 12 is identical. Like mm. nothing has changed. Sure. There's no abilities that you gain that really drastically change the combat. The, you get a melee attack like very early on in the game um, and then you get new mm. characters that have different melee attacks. Uh, but that doesn't really like change up the gameplay too much. Um, so you're just kind of like going through the motions like new level, new song, new tempo. That's it. And... Mm. What makes this a bit worse is that a lot of the times the worlds are themed after a genre of music. Mm -hmm. So like World 4 is set in like this volcano-y area and a lot of the music is like metal. So a lot of metal songs follow coincidentally very similar beats or not beats but tempos. Like there'll be 140 beats per minute or 160 beats per minute, you know, something like that. And mm. small variations like that don't really crop up in gameplay that much. You're still... Yeah you're still clicking really fast the whole time. So for a long, for long stretches of time, you feel like 
even though you're playing different songs, your your tempo, your adaptability doesn't really change because you're just clicking at the same tempo, click, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so the one thing that I guess is was meant to change this up was like the game's weapon system where some weapons are semi-automatic, so you have to click on each beat. Some are automatic, so you can click on beat and then they fire for a certain amount of time and then you've got mm. to click again on beat to enact that again. Some are like shotguns essentially, which is the same thing. They're semi-automatic. Um, yeah. But the weapons and their associated rarities and like um, status effects, again, they don't really feel like they do much for the gameplay. Like I never feel felt like, oh, I need to keep this weapon in rotation because these enemies are giving me a problem. Or, yeah. Um, I basically just picked always the weapon with the higher damage number and went from there because that's mm. what killed enemies most of the time. Um Hmm. And the enemies themselves, like they're repeated a lot. The the levels are procedurally generated, um, and the sort of like uh, the sort of like palette of weapon, uh, not weapon, of level pieces that are available start becoming quite repetitive very quickly. So you're like, oh, okay, hmm. I've seen this area before used in a different context. You know, I yeah. I've seen this choke point before. I've seen this and that. Um, and sometimes the levels just feel like poorly constructed for what's going on. Like mm. they will throw massive enemies at you in very narrow spaces. So it's just more frustrating than anything yeah. else. Mm. So yeah, it's like a it's like a cool concept that like, like while I was playing it, I was like, this is cool. And, you know, I like it. And within an hour, I'm like, I haven't really been challenged or engaged much. So like, I just feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so I just found it a lot of the times very boring, um, you know, for for long periods of time. So it's a bummer because I think the idea is really cool, mm. and I think there's a cool style to the game, um, even though the story is really through. The story is literally just a means to get as many audio puns as they can into like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous how many puns are in that game. Like, at first it's like oh. They're going so over the top of this, it's kind of cute. And then it just comes off as annoying because everything is musically is connected. It? You know what I mean? Yeah. Pity. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pity. It's, it's a pity because it had a cool showing at the Nintendo Direct. And I think, I think maybe this game would be better on maybe on Switch where you're playing like half an hour spurts at a time. But mm. even then, like the campaign's like 20 hours long. It's just too long to just too. stretch this one idea. You know, it, it's worn out. It's welcome by like, Hour six, you you're already like this. Either needs to change drastically, where I have something else to think about, you know, or like it just needs to end. Like to to suggest that there's twenty hours of this to get to credits is it's, just crazy think to me. This is what we said last week: is that maybe so the idea it's cool. The idea of this game is cool on paper, yes. but in execution it falls short. But I almost wonder if it wouldn't have worked better. It's just not a procedurally generated dungeon crawler but more of a narrative focused mm. thing mm. i don't know like um i'm all imagine you don't replay levels you just go through a level you know it's a shorter tighter experience maybe five to six hours eight at a stretch maybe it would have been a better time i don't know yeah no i agree i think i think maybe if if there was less yeah, le fewer levels in each world. I definitely think it would help because I think there's just too much, mm. like way, way, way too much. So, 
yeah, I I definitely think it's just over. It's it's drawn out. Uh, if this game was maybe six to eight hours in total, you know, I might have mm. felt differently because I wouldn't have felt so burnt like out by the entire bus, experience. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. Unfortunately, uh, I, it's always sad when a, a cool like indie game comes out and I just don't click with it at all because mm. I think a lot of work goes into those sorts of projects. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just it's not something that I would say like run out and play. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and may, know. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of people are having different experiences with it. I mean, the game has pretty uh, not overwhelmingly positive, but positive reviews on Steam. Like yeah. people are enjoying it, so that's cool. Mm. I'm glad. I just did not have that same experience at all. Yeah, like, not even close. So well, you're clearly wrong then. <laughs> yeah, clearly I'm wrong, and I'm but going to be told that very soon uh, online. Um, mm-hmm. Because my review's up on Gamespot now, so can't wait Herbal. for that. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. I. Yeah. You know, I didn't vibe with it. Maybe maybe you'll play it on Switch when it's on special or something and be like, hey, mm. this is pretty cool. So You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong and you should quit. Your opinion your is just, just terrible. Just you? awful. Hmm. Just awful. But well, yeah, that's, that sad, is, sad that, hear, that's soundful. Yeah, yeah that's soundful. Uh, you coincidentally rolled credits on Dolmen. Dolmen. Let me just make Dolmen. a little timestamp here. Uh yeah, so I rolled credits in Dolmen. I'm actually surprised that we both remember that name because it's just a random word. It sounds Domo. Like. <laughs> but I think uh. when we when we touched on it last week, um, well, I was a couple hours in, and I think you hit the nail on the head saying that it sounds like a game that's it's too big in scope for what the that small indie team could pull off. Um, and I think that is a fair observation because the game the game's presentation is good. Like if I think back to the world building, the levels I played through, like there is a story there. There is a whole lot of lore buried in, I mean, not buried there. There's, it, it's pretty explicit what's going on. Um, but just in execution, it it doesn't quite pull it off, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. So Dolmen is for all intents and purposes, a souls like in space. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, if Dark Souls and Remnant from the Ashes had a baby because it's a combination of melee and gun combat. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it's just janky. It's just mm. rough around mm. the edges. And while I think it has its charm and some people will enjoy it, it's just not, like it's not, it's not a bad game. It's just not a good game either. It's like for mm. me, very square in the middle of there's some good, there's some bad. Um, but yeah, it's also relatively short. I mean, I finished it in about, nine to ten hours mm-hmm. so i mean you could look at that as a pro or con like we're saying you playing sound for 20 hours is too long <laughs> maybe it's yeah. shorter it'd be better um yeah just i think my biggest criticism is that a game like this is marketed as a souls like and we all know souls like what stands out from them is the combat you know yes. every every from game is brutal um it is challenging but you'll find it very difficult to find somebody who goes, oh, this game's just bullshit. Like if Mm, you die, mm. nine out of 10 times, 99 out of 100 times, it's something you did wrong. It's not the game being unfair. It's just the thing of, oh, you didn't time your role properly or you just don't know this boss well enough. Whereas Dalman, it feels like the the animations are just off. The, The attack, the hitboxes are all over the place. And it just feels like unnecessarily punishing, but like unfairly so, to the point where 
if you get hit down, for example, an enemy will still hit you and you'll just straight up die. Like, because I'll follow up with attack after attack. Whereas I think even a from software game, if you get knocked down, there's still like a small brief window of like, you're not going to take damage. It lets you, you know, get up and roll out the way or something like that. Whereas this is just straight up, if you get cornered, like you're dead. <laughs> you're just straight yeah, up dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's a pity though, because if I think back to some of the boss fights, they there are some really good ones. I mean, it's that that good thing of you go to a boss, you die a few times, then you start realizing, oh, when they pull their arm up this way, they're going to follow this attack or this sequence is going to happen. It's got that, but it's just let down by this poor combat. Um, mm, not mm. poor combat, just like janky combat. So yeah, like it's all I can really say is that it's a pretty average game. I still had fun with it, but it's not something I would recommend you buy at full price. Like maybe if you see it on a sale, like it's cool if you're looking for, uh, you know, Dark Souls in space with a, a relatively interesting premise and just cool environments to explore. Like I think probably one of my favorite parts of the game is how varied the environments are like there, there is definitely a level of um storytelling you okay. know, uh, yeah. on the level of let's say a bloodborne where it's not explicitly said but you can walk into room and be like oh my god like something happened here <laughs> like the game does have its moments of you know it feels it's not quite in the same level as dead space but there are moments where you walk into a corridor and you're like oh god <laughs> yeah what is what is, what is waiting around the corner yeah. yeah yeah what what happened here first of all and you know what killed all these things and oh god i'm probably gonna have to fight it mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but yeah i do think look i don't know much about the studio but i do think it's still like head off to them for what they've pulled off because i do think mm. a game like this is not easy to pull off i mm -hmm. mean you don't just wake up in morning and say i'm gonna make a, a third person rpg game and yeah you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do no like, there's i think yeah. there's a lot to think about uh, a lot to you know try pull off so uh, i'm curious what the next game will look like because the ending is very much like a hey there's going to be a sequel um mm. and mm. from what the ending implies it feels like they're going to focus more on including co-op in the sequel um so interestingly in this game you can do uh, you can like the Dark Souls you can summon people to help you fight bosses and vice versa you can go help people fight bosses I tried it the latency or whatever just did not work for me uh, like the like just, sluggish yeah I just I just or... constantly timed out whatever so mm. I can't really comment on that um, but I mean it would be interesting to play a game like this if it was you know one to four player co-op that could be actually a lot of fun Sort of like Remnant. Well, Remnant was yeah, three it's, players, it's, wasn't it? I or? think, yeah, Remnant is two. Yeah, I, I played it with two friends. I don't know if yeah. you could play it for. Yeah, I can't um, So yeah, it's interesting because I, I feel like there's a, a lot of this game just reminded me of Remnant as well, just purely from the the gun combat point of view. Because mm -hmm. there are interesting weapons, um, you know, both melee and ranged or projectile. Mm. Um, but yeah, just it's it's a fun game that maybe you'd want to pick up on sale if you are looking for a Souls esque Souls like in space. Is this kind um, of like enticed you to check out something like The Surge Two, which is like sci fi? Uh, Souls? Yeah, see, I've never played The Surge Two, but I almost Apparently feel that Surge Two is pretty good. Yeah, I almost feel that. I mean, again, never played it, never seen anything about it, but I know it reviewed decently. Mm. So it almost feels, and I know it's the same sort of thing of it's, it's a, you know, a space souls like whatever. Um, almost souls. feels like this game 
you know, it looks at that game for inspiration, but it doesn't quite pull it off as well as the search does. But even the search, which like itself we, is weird because it's like the yeah. search is looking at from and not pulling exactly. it off in the same way. Yeah. yeah, but I think we've said it like countless times now where a lot of people have tried to mimic the the souls formula, but they don't get it right purely because they don't get the feeling down. Like it, there's definitely a feel to their games that just no one seems to be able to replicate. Yeah. I mean, and even, even AAA studios have not been able to replicate it. So small indie studios trying to pull it off. It's, it's tricky. Like I think I it's really the replication that trips them up because as soon yeah. as you're trying to replicate the invitation for comparison comes in. Mm. So yeah, look, and, I get it. It's probably unfair of me to compare it to From, but I'm like, that is your source material. Yeah. Like if, you, yeah. if you're taking inspiration from that, like you said, there is inevitably going to be the comparison. Yeah. Um, and yeah. unfortunately for you, From just makes like the, the Souls formula is just Some really of the best good. Games From ever. is yeah, just really good at it. Um, but look, they, I, I think they do add their own spin. There are definitely their own spins. Like I mentioned um, last week, there are three bars to to juggle you know, your normal health and stamina, but there's a third energy bar where that acts as your source of uh, gunfire or energy for gunfire and or healing. So, Oh, like actually shooting your gun? Yeah, so if you do a light attack, um, it'll drain that bar, but it'll slowly fill up. But that, okay. you also rely on that bar for healing. So it becomes right. a thing of, oh, like I've lost health, I need to heal. Okay, I've now drained my blue bar to half, which means I've got less gunfire you know, at mm-hmm. any moment's mm-hmm. notice to do damage. So on that front, I, I appreciate the, the effort to make something different. Um, but yeah, overall, very janky. As janky mm. as they come, uh, not a bad time, just not the best time. Mm. So mm. yeah. Bummer. That's Dolman. Mm. Dolman. 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 Can't wait for Dolmen. Dolm- <laughs> the sequel, Dolman, and then the, the other, other sequel, Dolwoman. Yeah, and then exactly. doll humanity, you know, <laughs> doll robot. I know. After that, um, yeah. So that's cool. kind of like games for this week. It's been a bit quiet on that front. I mean, between <clears throat> you finishing uh, Elden Ring and you know, not many banger big releases coming out. Uh, I'm just still playing is what Elden it is Ring. for this year. Yeah, I'm still playying Elden Ring every Started now. Started my yeah. third character. <clears throat> Uh, just uh, I have a problem you know I've got a problem (laughs) you'd think I'd finish a play like I did it with my first character as well but I had a reason for that where you know I said I was streaming the game I wanted to play off stream so let me have a second character but now Mm -hmm. I finished the game now I have a second character but even with my second character I'm like I just want a third character to try this build it's too fun it's just too much fun and it's also straight up a problem it's a str- look, I'm going for the platinum. I think three playthroughs is is me. Um, but it is fun in the third playthrough knowing exactly where to go. Like I'm, I'm getting some good souls, some good weapons and gear because I know exactly where to go now. Cool. So yeah, it'll be a shorter playthrough. Cool. Cool. Um, cool. Should we bounce to game? Is game it game releases. releases now? Yeah. Game releases. Yes. Damn. Uh, oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry about the window. I have no idea why it's smaller. <laughs> I have not touched a thing. So this is uh, news to me. It's o- OBS just keeping you on your toes. I, I have a feeling it's not OBS so much as it's just 
Logitech. Maybe there was a driver update that just messed with mm. my window size or something. I don't know. So we are looking at game. Wow, the, we're at the end of May uh, for games. Uh, so we're looking at games releasing from today, May 28th until June 3rd. Uh, couple, mm, couple ones is... here. Couple ones here. So just at the tail end of May here, we've got Dwerf. Dwerf. Like Swerve, but with a D. Dwerf. Mm-hmm. Dwerf. Dwerf. Um, and then we're diving straight into May. Um, um, June. June. <laughs> June. Uh, Leap coming to Steam Early Access on PC, June 1st. Mm-hmm. The Big Con, uh, Nintendo Switch, June 1st. Uh, Silt. <laughs> Opportunity uh, most to call it the Big Switch Con. Silt. Joy-Con, my, sorry. Silt sounds familiar. What is this? Silt. Okay, I googled silt and it came with actual silt. <laughs> so that doesn't help. I don't know what you expected. Silt game. Oh, this game. It was on the Nintendo uh, the showcase as well. It kind of looks like Limbo, but you're like in water. Uh, okay. Yeah, this looks kind of, well, could be kind of cool. Maybe, hopefully, you know. Uh, you know so that's I, coming, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, that's coming out on PC and consoles and Switch on June 1st. <coughs> Gigapocalypse. Nice. Coming to PS4, gym. Xbox One, and Switch June 2nd. Card Shark, uh, which looks kind of cool. It's oh, like a that card actually game. looks cool, yeah. Yeah, like old-timey card game where you're, the objective is to try and cheat and not get caught. Looks kind of cool. Uh, that's coming to PC and Switch on June 2nd as well. The Last Clockwinder coming to Oculus Quest 2 and Steam VR June 2nd, so just a VR game. You know that game's going to make you cry, probably. The last <laughs> and biggest release of the week, Diablo Immortal, which originally was just Android and iOS, but is now launching on PC as well on June 2nd. Don't you have a phone? Don't you have and a, a PC? PC? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it's kind of cool be... that the progress carries over between the two. So I can uh, play it on the cool. go and then so does play it this, on PC. Is this free to play or not? Yes. As far as Interesting. Me. Yeah. Things, do you think there's just going to be monetization via... Yes. Oof. Probably uh, a I'm, lot of it. <laughs> I'm scared to think what sort of monetization you'll get in a mm. Diablo mm. game. Like, mm. you know... <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get into it. Mm. I'd be very auction curious house. to see. Mm. Yeah, no, auction house, but I'm also thinking... Along the lines of like, oh, you be out of healing potions. You can mm. use this in-game currency or buy diamonds and get lots of like, I don't know. <sighs> scary, scary stuff. But I'm still like, like you said, it's cool that you can cross progress. So play on your phone when you're out and about, play some some time on your PC and it just saves. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. And if if it's still a pretty decent dungeon crawler, like then cool. Mm. That it will tide me over till uh, Diablo 4, whenever the fuck that launches in 2035. 2037. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this month's got some bangers. It's got uh, the Mario soccer game. Bam. It's got Fall Guys going free to play. It's got Cuphead DLC. I'm hoping Sunbreak. this comes in a nice little pack because I really need to play Cuphead. <gasps> Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Oh, my God. Where am I going to find the time for this? I really want to play this on PC. Me too. I feel like if problem. you pull the trigger on it on PC, I might as well, and we just can play again <sighs> together. So, Joe jo Michael Michael is telling me that whenever a DLC like this comes out to fast track people, they give you 
See, this is where Monster Hunter is clever. I always thought it was weird that you don't get experience and everything's tied to armor mm-hmm. until you get to an expansion like this where the quickest fix is to just give people wanting to dive into the expansion a starter armor set. Simple as that. You don't need to like worry about, oh, you're not a high enough level or whatever. You just get an armor set that it's works. It's kind of what Destiny does. Oh, um, really? So, yeah, because Destiny, I mean, Destiny has player levels, but player levels are just to get you like, through the introduction and then your mm, equipment your gives level. you a light level. Yeah, yeah. So they'll often just give you, you can create a character at a specific light level. So every, even the most basic weapons will drop at that light level. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. June. E3 month. I think yeah, the rest of the calendar I mean, is going to, I mean, next week, very much. Next week is, I mean, this is more into news, but next week we're already starting to get into the, e3 not e3 shows and the week after you know it's like less than two weeks until um jeff keely's e3 uh, thing jeff keely's not e3 e3 showcase exactly so yeah we are well into that sort of um into that sort of time of the year so yeah yeah speaking Um, of which should we just dive into news then i guess Yes, let me just make a little timestamp here because I've, I, I don't know, somehow I've messed up the sheet here. <laughs> the sh- uh, how? Uh, no, the- just, just oh, okay. for- formatting's going so weird here. Anyway, Everything's just going wrong on the production side today. I know, can't help it. <laughs> okay, let me just timestamp this, game news. Game uh, okay. news. Okay, what would you like to headline with? Star Wars. Mm, Let's do it. Let's do it. So... Surprising no one, especially considering, well, EA and Respawn announced that they were making a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, We got a teaser trailer courtesy of Star Wars Celebration, which is happening in Anaheim, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And yeah, it is literally just a teaser trailer. There's no in-game footage. It's very explicit about that. Mm. But it kind of shows off Cal Kestis. It shows off uh, the ship that you're in in the first one kind of being all broken and fucked up on a planet. Um, uh, And then you get to see the Grand Inquisitor, which, if you're unfamiliar, is the big bad in Star Wars Rebels Season 1 and is one of the bad guys in the current Kenobi TV series that has just started. Um, So, yeah, dude is making the rounds. Mm. Uh, and the, I mean, the Inquisitors were in the first Star Wars game. You had the six sister and God, I can't remember the other one. Some sisters. <laughs> yeah. But the Grand Inquisitor is basically like the leader of all those Inquisitors. Um, shocker, I know. So <laughs> yeah, interesting to see how he features into the story. Um, and kind of where the story is planning to go. Like you, you get the sense <laughs> that, um, Excuse me. Cal is like on the run here. Like the he's lost his lightsaber. Oops. This takes place five years after the events of um, the the first game, Fallen Order. Uh, so it puts it in the same sort of time period as uh, the Kenobi series. So that's interesting mm. to me. Um, you want to put money on there being some kind of crossover? I feel like there will be. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be an Obi Wan like appearance here or there. But even, um, not even just in this game, what about in the, the Kenobi show? Like in the show, like if Cal is, mm, I mean, actual they have the actor for him. So yeah. that would be, maybe, Interesting. maybe. Mm. It, to me, it seems, 
interesting that the trailer came out on the day of the Kenobi premiere and there's some stuff that happens there mm. regarding the Grand Inquisitor. So yeah. I don't see that as a coincidence, personally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, this game is coming out 2023 as most rumors suggested. It, the suggestion is early 2023, like first three or four months of 2023. Mm. But that can obviously still change. Uh, it is yeah. also just on next gen. So just PS5, Xbox uh, series X and S and PC, which I think is cool because the first game came out on the tail end of the last consoles and mm. struggled then already. Um, and I've been replaying Fallen Order on the current consoles with like, you know, the frame rates unlocked and whatever, and it's just a much better experience. So playing, yeah, mm. the, this is just a quick case study of I played it on base PS4. Those low times were just the actual worst. So I ended up getting it on PC. Much way, better way better. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, ju- better, just yeah. just having it run at 60 frames per second has made the combat a mm. lot tighter for me. Because I also play, I played it on a Series X and it was still only limit, limited to 30 there because the unlocked frame rate one was very inconsistent. Mm. Um, yeah. And it fucking sucks at 30 frames because like the <laughs> parry window just feels wrong. Like, yeah. I know Bloodborne gets that shit right, but they did not get it right on, you know, mm. here with with that. So, yeah. I'm keen to play it. I really, yep. really like the I first enjoyed, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed um, Fallen Order. I, I thought it was so. a good good Star Wars story. Um, mm. You know, Cal Kestis is not the most interesting Jedi uh, in mm. Star Wars history, but like BD One is really good, um, and <laughs> yeah, I love, the, the, the I love rest of the crew is pretty good. Um, yeah, like Carl Kessler's story is it's fun. I'm really here for BD One sequel. Really here for the droid to? that throws me mustard packs when I need them. You know, he's pretty fun. What's he, what's he up to these days? Yeah, what's he? I just where's my BD One game? Like yeah, actually, come on. Fallen oh, uh, Jedi survivors actually Carl Kessler dies and BD One becomes the oh, first no. droid he Jedi. Becomes the next Jedi. <laughs> He turns his little stems into Hold like up, his, little lightsabers. I mean, other than what's that dude? Then when he grows um, up, he's General Grievous. Yes, I was going to say General Grievous is like the the droid. Um, yeah, the Jedi, droid, but, the droid it, Sith. But I mean, he's he's a dude who still has like a human heart or some heart. Yeah, right? I don't know. I, I've never really like dived into General Grievous's like vibe, like what actually happened there, how he ended up the way he was. Um, but we need so, a droid yeah. that's force sensitive. That'd be next in. Oh, hello. <laughs> so just, fluffy. Just Audio listeners, there's a cat on the screen. Yeah, I, my, my cats keep jumping on my desk and chewing my Horizon Lego. So it's a nice. bit of a problem. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of an um, issue. Next story, next I suppose, story. in keeping with the theme of it's E3. Hooray. Not E3, yes. not E3. June is just game re- release territory. It is, um, yeah. and it's you know we knew Xbox are doing their thing. Uh, Jeff Keighley's got his thing, but Sony are like, you know what? We're just gonna jump the gun and have a state of play on June second. Yeah, um, um, quite interesting that it's called a state of play and not a PlayStation showcase like it was last year, which mm. you know made it seem like a much bigger thing. Um, so yeah, keep yeah. expectations in check. Then maybe, maybe, yeah, mm. maybe. Uh, it seemed like this was coming because there was like a bunch of stuff that was happening on the periphery uh god of war ragnarok got a rating in korea which Mm. always signals like a couple of months out before release type of thing and then like i think the day after or the same day 
this is part of other news, but Returnal got a Steam DB listing. Mm. Um, a, a release date for Stray popped up on oh. the PlayStation Network uh, database. Oh, what date did we get for Stray? It's like July 19th or something like that. Oh my God, so soon. Yeah, so like all these things happened so close to one another that it was like, okay, there must be prep happening for a state mm. of play where all of these things are going to be announced. So yeah, when this was announced, not shocked by it, but really cool. I'm very keen. It's been a while since you've had mm. a state of play. If not mistaken, or the last one was so like was underwhelming that yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Was so, it the, the oh, last? there it says the last state of play took place in June, which brought reveals for <laughs> Valkyrie Elysium, Exoprimal, and Gundam Evolution. What? Cool. June? We're oh, in, we're March, going. sorry. March. Oh. But who had oh it was it was Nintendo who had the showcase where it was like the square showcase. It was like JRPG yes, after JRPG. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's coming. That's cool. Yeah, so that's coming. I'm I'm keen to see what's there. I know they said they it will include PlayStation VR two games. So I wonder if we mm. get a first look at the headset as well. Though I suspect there'll be a state of play specifically for that. For that, yeah. Yeah. Do you think I that's because they, they've year? already shown a game? They showed Horizon, whatever, whatever. Um, so they can definitely show games without showing the headset. Do you think we get the headset this year, like end of this year? Was it too soon? At the beginning of the year, I thought yes, but I don't think so anymore. Also, I just yeah. think, man, they're just struggling supply chain wise, like to no to no fault of Sony, is just struggling to like get mm. shit out the door. So, but I wonder yeah. at what point does because like COVID's still around, obviously, but life for the most part has kind of gone back to normal. Like I don't know. Well, yes think, and no, I guess. I think it was in a earnings call this week that Sony said that they expect the PlayStation 5 to reach the regular stock levels of the PS4. That, that's sort of how they described it by 2024. That's still a while away. That's far. They literally cannot make enough to supply demand now, and that's their problem. But um, that's so weird because there was also that rumor going around earlier this week about you know, the, the mid-gen console update. So like the PS5 yeah, Pro. Yeah, that seemed like a TV how, manufacturer just taking a shot in the dark. Though. Yeah, so. but uh, like if we were to follow the last gen, you know, we got the PS4 Pro, what, like three, four years in. How would they ever do that if they can't I think, even keep up supply of the PS5? I think this is why we won't get one. Yeah, I'm also, I, I think we'll get one. But like like you said, to to expect it within three to four years of the next gen cycle, that would start putting it in the window of like next year. And I just mm, don't see that that's, happening. Uh, that's yeah, just, you've got people still waiting crazy for PS5s. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I do think it will happen though, because like AMD is releasing their next generation of GPUs this year. So is NVIDIA. So there's hardware to be utilized to accelerate mm. like ray tracing experiences and stuff like that, that yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of devs would love to have on... Mm. A, a new PlayStation. I, so. I'd also be very tempted to get whatever the upgrade is because I think I'd have no issue selling my PS5. Uh, right now, no. Plenty yeah. people. Yeah, you could you could sell it for what you bought it for, probably now. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I guess just keeping in Sony news quickly. Um, but also weird. Sony has confirmed the God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo. TV shows are in the works. Mm -hmm. And on so, top of this, they did say that uh, uh, they they have 10 like adaptations in the works. 
which is a that lot. That's crazy. Like, yeah. So, do you think? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Do you think this, as a result of the Uncharted film making like huge bucks, that Sony are like, huh? Maybe. Um, there's I would, I would assume in- these plans were in place well before then. Um, I for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you just on a day say. <laughs> but probably, make- I mean, Uncharted did better than expected. So mm. yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, we have. I mean, we know that The Last of Us is coming out. Sorry, I have a cat duck asking to come up on the lap here. Uh, we have we have The Last of Us coming out next year. It's definitely confirmed that it's not coming out this year. Mm. Um, and then we have. So got Amazon has secured the rights to stream God of War, whatever yeah. that ends up being. Netflix has reportedly picked up the rights to a Horizon Zero Dawn adaptation. I think it's Peacock that has that is busy developing the Twisted Metal TV series. Oh my God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, with Anthony Mackie. Um, Why? <laughs> then there is a Gran Turismo project, a movie uh, coming out. Uh, and Why? according to Video Games Chronicles, Sony's eyeing District 9 director Neil Blumkamp fellow South African to direct it. Why? <laughs> why? Who the fuck knows? Uh, why would you not get one of the dudes who did a Fast and Furious? If I don't we know. could get uh, Vickers van der Merwe to star alongside Vin Diesel. Yeah, seems like this, a strange pairing there to this me. Is, but, uh, yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm like, what, do we need a Gran Turismo movie? Who is asking for a Gran Turismo movie? But again... <laughs> I, saw, I saw someone... Um, say that the Gran Turismo movie is just um it starts off with 40 minutes of the history of cars that you can't <laughs> skip and I thought that was quite funny that is amazing I love so, that it's specifically 40 minutes <laughs> I forgot about all these other projects so this oh is God. where the, the the 10 start filling out we are also getting a live action Ghost of Tsushima movie helmed by John Wick director uh, Chad uh, Stahelski the Twisted Metal TV this. series. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima movie seems like the easiest fit of all of yeah. these. Like. And then we're also getting a Jack and Daxter adaptation from the Uncharted movie director. Cool. This raises so <laughs> many questions for me because, you know, it's interesting how Star Wars is is like one franchise, right? Which doesn't matter if it's if it's gaming, if it's books or film, like it's a, it's all in the same universe. Mm. Okay, but then you look at the Marvel spin of like it takes inspiration from the comics, but it's its own separate universe. Mm. So now, what happens with all these Sony properties? So we're getting a, a God of War movie. Okay, it, it has to be Kratos, right? But do we relive yeah. the same story? Is it like its own? You know, for, sorry for the lack of a better description. Sony movie universe where. This is just a different Kratos and a different telling of the same story. Like they, they use the games as inspiration, but they tell a different story. Like, I don't know. I'm very curious to know what they do with this. <laughs> yeah, like do, do they just follow the, the most recent game? Do they Do go we go for... back to Greek Kratos who's a dick? Or do we go straight into yeah, reboot do, do, Kratos? Do we, do we do that whole thing? Yeah. I don't I, know. It's, it's a good question. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see how this turns out. Like, I'm not going to say no to gaming series or movies because, mm, mm. you know, growing up, I can't say that game adaptions were the best ever. So it's nice to be living in an era where they could be really good. So Potentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, P- potentially. I, I just came <laughs> off watching Halo and that was a real up and downer. So I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we shall um, see. 
Well, I guess, oh, sorry, last bit of Sony news. You did mention this earlier, but there's a Steam listing suggesting that Returnal is coming to PC. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. think this is surprising I mean, news given that yeah, Sony no, I projects I end up so. on PC. I think, just I think what's biggest, cool is that it would be the first PS5 game on PC. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that leads to my next question of uh, Returnal had integral dual sense functionality. Um, where if you don't oh, know, oh, good point. Yeah, if you don't know, point. if you if you half pull the trigger, your weapon does something. If you full pull it, it does something else. Although thinking about it now, there was options to turn that off. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking. At the end of the day, it's not that complex because it's almost like that's your weapon special ability. So there'll just be another button for that. Probably that's essentially how it worked. If you turned it off um, yeah. in the game, you had okay. separate buttons for that. So, but yeah, I mean, never mind. Okay, I, th- I think it takes away from the game without that mm. stuff. So. I've got um, to dive back into Returnal. What a good I'm, game. I'm I'm mostly curious to see because it's a PS5 only game and, you know, there was a lot of um, fuss made by both Sony and Microsoft about how targeting just speeds. SSDs and very fast SSDs allowed them to make experiences that are blah, 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 blah. You know, is there going to be a um, storage speed limitation on PC to play this game? Like, will you need a SSD but- of a certain speed? If I think back to Eternal, other than fast low times, what was it doing that required that? I mean, it was drive? those doors were opening fucking quick. No, like, no, for sure. So, like, does that mean that, you know, th- is the level being generated like on the fly? Maybe, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think if a game is built with an assist, you know, built with the expectation that storage will always be the speed, you make mm. certain certain design decisions around always having that because you think you always will so yeah either they've made a concession or it's just going to be like hey welcome to the age <laughs> where you need a, a ssd of if you, you open know, pci this, gen 4 ssd yeah if you have an old magnetic hard drive whatever they're oh, called fucked, like those doors over. will just take minutes to open so yeah. for you <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe they just that that's what it is. Like the doors actually aren't instantaneously opening. Um yeah. which would look, really if, hamper the pace of that game, I think. Yeah. I think obviously you have a much better understanding of game dev, but in my head it's almost like are the levels not just straight up being generated when you load in? Because if that's the case, then I don't know what the big I fuss and hard drive speed would be in this game. But I, again, I don't know. Yeah, I like, maybe, listen, I've no idea how they designed this game around mm. that. So yeah. yeah, I'm 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 just curious to see that because, you know, leading up to the launch of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, there was so much given to that. Like games can be designed, worlds can be so much larger and more seamless mm. because of the SSD. And like we have, of course, we haven't seen that yet. Like mm. mostly because like most of the big, ex- uh, big exclusives are still cross platforms, so they can't mm. do that. So... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just just uh, on top of this, there was a lot of Sony news this week because of their mm. investor call. Uh, call, but uh, something we missed was um, Sony also is planning to launch two live service games within this financial year. So before next the end of June. March. Oh, it's in March, March next year. Um, and those are not Destiny, and Ooh. they expect to be done with PS4 games by 2025. Even that still feels so far away. Mm. Like 2025 is when we're talking, you know, either PS5 Pro territory and then rumored yeah. PS6. <laughs> I mean, 
Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. You you should probably start be talking about the PS6 by then. So yeah, um, unless unless COVID just given us, we're gonna have maybe a longer, a very long. Uh, I mean, pe- people forget the PS2 was around for not because of COVID, but the PS2 was just so damn powerful and successful that yeah. it was around for like twelve years, thirty yeah. years. Yeah. Well, the P- the PS uh, the PS2 also endured because like. The PS3 and Xbox 360 hit issues, just before the the recession. Yeah. So like, it was a bit of a fuck up in that regard as well. Yeah. So, so this this thing of a console being six to seven years is really you know it sounds weird, but like a modern notion. Mm, like maybe mm. we are just going to have a a ten year cycle this time. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Who can say? Last last uh, bit of still tied to Sony news. Uh, Xbox turned down the chance to make an ex- uh, exclusive Marvel games in 2014. Yeah, uh, I, I want a Marvel show or not a Marvel show. I want a TV show called The What If of gaming, <laughs> where you know we just live these alternate realities, like where the like things the like Marvel What If series. Yeah, yes. Where okay, what if Xbox made you know Spider Man or Marvel games? Because if you look if you look at it now, spoiler. Uh, Spider-Man is making huge money for Marvel and Sony, and it's a mm-hmm. huge draw card to the platform as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. I'm not entirely surprised by the the events that happened here. So, if you if you think about it, um, this this meeting. Okay, so this this story comes from the Ultimate History of Video Games, Volume Two, um, and essentially what happened was the the licensees for Marvel told Activision that they no longer wanted to do business with them, which made sense because mm-hmm. Activision had really poorly adapted Marvel games up until then. I mean, if you think of the Spider-Man games mm-hmm. we were getting in the early 2010s, they were pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and so they just approached both Microsoft and Sony with the idea. So, whew, uh, Microsoft at the time was busy, like... At, Literally at this time, they just decided to get rid of the Kinect for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were in the like survival mode for the Xbox One. So maybe the idea yeah. of resuscitating a Spider-Man game or Marvel games that just were really like not you. they didn't they weren't in vogue like they are when you think of them today. Like when no. you think of the story today, you're like, oh duh, Microsoft should have done that deal. Mm. But like Marvel games back then were fucking nothing. Like no they one were, cared yeah. about them. Um, and then I think it was just really shrewd business sense on Sony's side to be like, yeah, we can probably do this. Mm. Um, you know, you had Adam Boys and Jonathan Drake uh, there that apparently in August 2014 agreed that they wanted to make um, a game that rivaled the Arkham series, which, you know, Batman mm. at the time then was the that pinnacle was... of how do you do comic book games? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for all for all intense purposes, Sony made the best decision there. But there's no guarantee that if Microsoft had taken this deal, that we would have ended up with the same quality mm. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, it's also it's it's always this thing of hindsight. Like it's very easy today to look back, be like you you said it yourself, really like oh, no brainer. It's it's Spider-Man game, modern day Spider-Man game, like who. How's that not going to sell well? Yeah. And then to your point, like there were a string of Spider-Man games throughout the 2000s that were just like fun, if not bad. So I mean, there there were yeah. like there were there were so many Activision mm. um, 
Spider-Man games that were just like average at best. So yeah. the idea of a a premium one, I think again, Sony just understood like, cool, we have this relationship with Insomniac. Maybe they see what they just did with Sunset Overdrive. Like, yeah. cool, maybe this will work. We can actually do this. And then looking at, you know, the Arkham series, like, yeah, we can make Spider-Man into this sort of you know Spider-Man is literally Arkham with the Spider-Man skin. I mean, if you think about it, this this meeting happened just shy of a year before Arkham Knight came out. So mm, Batman yeah, had Arkham been around. Was, like, yeah, very established at that point. Yeah. 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 So uh, interesting. It would have, like you said, a very nice what if oops. scenario. Yeah. Um, and then I guess keeping with Xbox news, you're going to have to take me through this, but former Xbox exec says he's scared of Game Pass's potential impact. Yeah. So this comes from Ed Freeze. I think it's Ed Freeze. Um, who is a former Microsoft <laughs> executive. He was one of the like godfathers, founders of Xbox as a brand, essentially. He was part of the original Xbox launch team before he departed Microsoft in 2004. So in an interview, he was basically asked, you know, what, what, his, what his thoughts were for Xbox Game Pass. Mm. And Although, according to this article by Video Games Chronicle, it didn't give an explicit answer. He said that he was, quote, scared of the impact Game Pass would have should it become a dominant business model like Spotify has in the music industry. Um, he also made broad claims about Spotify's impact on the music industry, some of which, as VGC reports, have been disputed by experts. So the crux of this is that he seems to think, like a lot of people mistakenly conflate they say that, you know, Game Pass is bad because look at what Spotify has done for music. It is completely, it is shafting music artists. It means people don't buy uh, music anymore. They just want to stream it, this and that. Mm. The problem with that ana- with that conflation is that people forget that Spotify and Game Pass are completely different sizes in terms of their value to um the industry that mm. they live in. Spotify has a monopoly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you have other streaming services like Tidal and Deezer and Apple Music and whatever, but for the longest time, it was only Spotify. Mm. And so they took a whole portion of our industry and like everyone just kind of does it, you mm. know? Um, and Spotify came at a time when piracy was completely destroying the music industry well before streaming came in, you know, came into mm. it. Spotify just made it easier for people to get um, music easier than piracy and so you were starting to see more cash injected into the music industry as a result mm. so there's an expert that um, VGC uh, spoke to in their article that shows that since 2011 when Spotify launched in the US the global music industry has grown by 73% so <sighs> you can't say that Spotify has had a n- net negative on the industry Mm. there are certainly issues with the way that it pays artists and the ways that it only pays artists based on number of plays and there's a discussion to be had around that but again game pass doesn't do that either yeah um so there was this great thread by mike rose who he runs an indie publishing label um they they've put out a bunch of games like they just put out a game called we built a zoo um and they're doing that like uh, Stardew Valley cross Spirited Away game that's coming out. Well, got a trailer like a few weeks ago. Anyway, mm-hmm. they put out almost all of their games on Game Pass. And he had a thread 
basically calling out people again saying, you know, there are people that don't understand Game Pass that keep saying it's bad for the industry. And he's saying it's a no-brainer because Microsoft pays you for all your development costs upfront on day one and de-risks mm-hmm. your game. So essentially your game is coming out on Game Pass and from day one, you are any any money that you get after release is profit because mm-hmm. your expenses have been paid. Plus, they are putting you on a on a platform with a lot Huge of discoverability. Yeah. You know, so suddenly say people are only playing your game via Game Pass, fine. The game is being covered financially, but there's been a lot of uh in the well, there's been a lot of testimonials from developers that their sales have actually increased after being on Game Pass because mm. people play the game, they want to purchase it outright, or they want to keep it for when it goes off a of Game Pass, or they get exposed to a developer that they've never heard of, so they end up buying a lot of their back catalog. Yeah. So there's a lot of like instances where Game Pass is is really beneficial to a lot of devs and some where it's not like the developers of Haven said that it really didn't make like their their port of um of Haven, sorry, on Xbox didn't work out well because people only played it on Game Pass and never bought it. So they said for uh, them it didn't really work out financially. But at the same time the port was covered financially. So mm-hmm. What they're talking about is they didn't make enough profit to make that work maybe worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but, but they didn't. They, they, they didn't covered, lose money. Yeah. They didn't lose yeah. money on it. So, yeah, I think you know, I think Ed Freeze is coming at it without knowing those specifics, most likely. And sure, we should definitely be wary of a business model that uh, I don't want to say devalues games, but it makes you not. It makes you second guess whether you should buy a game outright or or wait for mm. it to come to service where you can just get access to it. Yeah. But I certainly think that it is a very different thing from Spotify right now. Can yeah. it get to the level of Spotify? Absolutely. Like if mm. Microsoft starts only paying out developers based on how many downloads the game gets, sure. Yeah. But, you know, the more and more we hear actual developers and publishers who engage with the service come out and say, this service is great. I think we should start listening to the people who have more information on that side of things than just pretending to know what we think we know and comparing it to every streaming service under the sun that all have completely different business models. So Yeah, well, I mean, you could start comparing it to Netflix and Amazon and 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 like Exactly. Like everyone runs those bus- businesses as a different thing. So mm. yeah. I think there's been more than enough speak from devs to say that Game Pass is a net positive right now. The way it's mm. run right now, they love the support they're getting from Microsoft right now. Will that yeah. change? Maybe. But right well, now, with, Game Pass seems great for all parties involved. And exactly. that's good. I'm, yeah. I mean, and also with Sony now getting into their side of, you know, quote unquote Game Pass, I mean, maybe things will change. We don't know. Mm. I guess we'll just have to see. Um, but then last piece of news this week, that good, good Mario Strikers game that's coming out later this month, you can now download download a, a well, an online demo. Uh, I think it's yeah. out. So the demo's out, uh, so you can play the tutorial now. And then I think it's on June 4th and 5th, you can play some online games okay. uh, as like a demo. So that's cool. I mean, that's five days before the game launches. So yeah, definitely... You get a good feel for it. Definitely gives you some time to give it a go. So yeah. you can see whether Cristiano Morialdo is <laughs> worth your time or not. I love that Cristiano <laughs> Morialdo. I there, there has to be a there has to be a DLC where as soon as you score, there's just someone shouting goal for five minutes. 
Like even as the game is <laughs> progressing. Five minutes. Oh my god. god. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. I love it so much. I'm very keen to see how this game is. I um, hope it's good. That's all I hope for. I just yeah. hope it's good. Uh but yeah, on that note, that is gaming news. Gaming news. All done. So that means we're into questions. If you want to send us questions, you can email email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all of our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat. What questions have we got? We've got a bunch of questions today. It's a good thing we had a a shorter episode in terms of actual games we've played. Mm. Uh, Okay, let us start on Twitter with at Jared Brapra. Um, he asks he says hey guys uh, number one Matt did you by chance try unframed ice cream as well and Deirge Tavern which is also just there by Charlie's Bakery so uh, oh, there's one no. at the v waterfront as well that's where Un- I've had it unframed is that, so is that yeah, just another ice cream. ice cream place okay no I, I have not tried them so I'll make a note of that uh, as if I'm not Deirge- mistaken they're only a vegan ice cream place okay um there's I a lot of ice cream places in Cape Town. I thought they were entirely okay. Okay. Just going to put that out there. Sure. Does not um, come close to uh, to Moro. Moro or Creamery, in my view. Yeah. Um, as for Deer's Tavern, I haven't been there for years, but I have eaten. Well, I've been there. I don't think I've actually had a meal there. Uh, but yeah, fun fun fact that is our Cape Town office, it's like within walking distance. So if mm. I ever visit again, got to make a, a turn there. Uh, a question too. Could you guys foresee a possibility where Game Pass starts suffering the same way Netflix is from an increase in streaming platforms, creating a fragmented streaming ecosystem? Uh, I tend to think not so because of the sheer behemoth Microsoft is, perhaps same with Sony and Nintendo too. I guess this is interesting given that we just spoke about <laughs> yeah. what Ed, I, Fries, Ed Freeze had to say about the... I don't know. I think, I think with that, it's like, I also don't know why... <sighs> The, the Netflix stuff is strange because like there's so many experts in the field saying that the Netflix problems aren't really surprising because the company was just valued way higher than it had any right to be. Mm. So it was always a matter of time that that we sort thought, of yeah. thing was going to happen. The fact that it lost so many subscribers is a bit concerning. And I think that, again, that could be like compared to Game Pass. I mean, it was just this week or the week prior that you had like uh, there was an article on Kotaku and some journalists saying that they were unsubscribing from Game Pass because they feel like they don't get, they're not getting the value from it now. And I think that's mm. totally possible. People who are there for a specific type of game, you know, maybe you're subscribed to Game Pass for the AAA exclusives. Like you haven't been having a great time right now because Microsoft's mm. not putting them out in the same way. But me, I subscribe to Game Pass for a lot of the indie stuff that ends up on there that mm. I otherwise maybe wouldn't have played. Um, so it all depends. But, but like, I understand that that's a total possibility, I think. But even even Game Pass, it becomes a thing of, if you've been on the service for a few years, I guess, you know, by that time, I know the catalog constantly updates, um, mm. but there's still, there's like a steady stable of like the same games that just live there forever it feels mm. like i suppose if you've been on the service for a long enough time you know it doesn't become worth your while though maybe those five to eight games the service is getting every month just don't scratch that itch unlike you yeah. pointed out you know we the last triple a title we got from microsoft was halo infinite which the multiplayer is free to play anyway 
And before yeah. that, we got, I mean, like last year was a good year for Microsoft. They had Age of Empires, we had Psychonauts 2, Microsoft Flight Sim is floating around there. But we're heading into June now and there's been nothing mm. on that front. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, Let's see yeah. what they announce. And, you know, uh, with Starfield and Redfield, uh, Redfield. Oh, no, they got pushed out, delayed, yeah. yeah. I, so, that's why I think like the, the, the thing that a lot of people were saying was, how does Microsoft like bolster out the end of the year? And I think it's just like, take a checkbook to third parties and get shit on Game Pass. Mm. Like yeah, if you're not going to get your own games on there, get big um, third party releases that are coming out into the year on Game Pass. Yeah, That's I mean, how like you a, solve it. A good example of that, I mean, I don't think it's the biggest third party title, but um, Back for Blood was day one on Game mm. Pass and I got great value out of that. Yeah. So it was a yeah, recent of example of that. Um, I can't recall now. There was another big like AAA game, but like, Again, like Tunic was never never penciled in for Game Pass and then it ended up just launching on Game Pass. Um, yeah. Microsoft always has the ability to turn those things around fairly quickly. So, But yeah, I, I do think that, you know, if we start seeing similar services from Sony, you know, for all intents and purposes, their PS Plus stuff is not really on the same level mm-hmm. um, and Nintendo doesn't have anything there. But if we start seeing that, then sure, I definitely think you end up in a sort of like saturation uh, yeah. problem the only thing that the only thing that prevents that from being as widespread i think as your netflix and amazon and stuff is these things are still heavily dependent on a platform you mm-hmm. know I, microsoft has the idea of putting the xbox app on your tvs yeah. um, and on all devices for streaming and then you can stream all game pass titles but until there's like more of that like you still need a playstation to get access to their service you still need an xbox mm. to get access to theirs so and you know the majority of people only own one so exactly yeah, yeah. It, it's very different ball games in that regard but um yeah i'm interested getting, to see how it, how it like plays out well wait till we get to the point where you don't even need an xbox you literally just need a controller I mean, we're you getting can, there. The Microsoft exactly, says they're the making cloud, that streaming yeah. puck thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Or maybe it My just goodness. becomes a PC thing, like Game yeah. Pass and Sony's whatever, whatever is on PC. Mm. Cool. My God, uh, we we this is a theme that's coming up a lot this week, apparently, because we've got questions from miles away. Um, good pal, the show who says apparently it's required to do this. Not dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm unsubscribing for Paramount Plus for the first time ever. Gotta admit to myself, I barely use it and barely have use for it now. I'll be back, but for now, there's no point. So, so just the some Halo context. Halo series right? got you yep. there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, like if if you were only interested in the Halo series, it's done now. So watch it and unsubscribe. Mm, mm. Uh, but he follows up with a question: With all the TV subscriptions we have today, how do you manage it all? Uh, do you, do you just get everything? of interest do you have one or two constant and sub resub the rest or do you get everything by any means possible question mark pirate flag emoji with parrots <laughs> listen i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> i will pay for you know if i can watch a um series on a paid platform here then i mm. will do that like taylor was on Showmax, i'd watch it on Showmax. you know what i mm. mean um, or I'd pay for Showmax to get access to it. If there is literally no way to get a s- series or episode of something, then I have no qualms. Um, mm. Well, Disney Plus was that exactly where 
I mean, they launched Disney Plus, what, like two, three years ago now? And there, it's it's one of those frustrating things where, look, a lot of the TV shows, it's not like compulsory watching, but, but they there. Is. Yeah, it is. like, can I tell you, if you watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and you have not seen WandaVision, You're fucked. you lose out like a whole chunk You're of fucked. backstory there. And that movie like, came I, out before <laughs> Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, so, like I told, I told Lenska, I turned to her in the movies like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here that you you just you have no context because in her head she watched Avengers, you know, um, mm. what is the last one? Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Scarlet Witch was there, cool. They they beat Thanos, that's cool. Scarlet Witch now, was all a of good a sudden, guy. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden, Scarlet Witch is like surprise, surprise, <laughs> I'm bad. And yeah, and you're like, well, why, why? It's like, well, if you watched the show, maybe you would have known that. But this is the thing: if if companies are going to be heavily tying things together in that manner, and there's so many properties that do that now like what do they expect people to do i'm sure they know like they they yeah. factor that shit in like yeah we're only in these regions but we're launching all the movies in these regions so well we know that there's going to be a degree of piracy because people mm. need to keep up to date so yeah like i said like i'm subscribed to all the the services we have locally because i like having variety could i have be subscribed to half of them at a time absolutely mm. do i watch all of them at a time no but no like but i mean if you want to put it in a local context you could still subscribe to every single streaming service and pay less than a month of dstv yeah, which still, is still still blows my mind that dstv is still afloat but like again probably purely just for their sports offering mm -hmm. um, I, I mean and, and it's slowly being chipped away at like now I only use DSTV for football because like F1 TV is here and mm. it's like the app is not garbage anymore. Um, mm. And it's like 600 Rand a year. Like that's nothing. Sure. That's like 50 bucks but a I month. But I wonder, it makes me wonder why do, so like Formula One has their own offering, right? What a, but what about football? Like surely it I'm would make sense I'm waiting for the day, like, man. Yeah, like waiting it would make sense day. for a FIFA or a football body to be like, we can just monopolize this and stream. Yep. I mean, not monopolize, but like we can have our own offering yeah, and just can, make and, more and money Formula from One it, still so. sells their rights to you know to super sports else, yeah. and whatever, and they have their own app. So sure. I, yeah, waiting for the day that we get that because then I will literally not need to ever think about DSTV and its garbageness ever again. Yeah. But to um, answer uh, Miles, I think if look I, we only subscribe to so i'm paying for disney plus mm. lenska's parents are paying for netflix mm. lenska is paying for amazon prime so it works for us because of co-streaming like we're all covering one sub and it works that way if we were paying for one household i think the most logical thing would be to subscribe to one or two at a time you know catch up on all the shows you've missed and then unsubscribe and move on to the next one which might have a backlog for you by then like mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. don't mind waiting it's like mm. if imagine you you're not subscribed to Netflix, right? And you you cut you join them now. You cancel Paramount, you move to Netflix. Now all of a sudden you can watch Stranger Things season four and a whole backlog of other shows. Love, Death and Robots, for example. Like these are just recent things that have come out, you know, over and above what's come out in the last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could probably juggle between them. But again, it's but, still but that's what a, that's what a service is. It's just like <laughs> it they make it so much easier for you to just say stay subscribed then like exactly. every month unsub, resub, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But yeah. yeah, it's the thing with the co-streaming as well. Like I do the same with my parents. So like it makes sense to be subscribed to everything because they might be watching one service or a series mm -hmm. that's only on one service at one time and me another on another time. So yeah. yeah. 
That's why I kind um, of hope, like, I know Netflix is looking at clamping down on sharing, but, like, I get that some people share with friends and, you know, there's, mm. there's a lot of, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of nonsense that happens there. These are meant for family sharing principles, but it's never done that way. I just hope it stays fair because, like, if they move towards a route that, like, DSTV takes where you have to register devices and then you can only unregister a device every six months, that's going to be cuck. Like, well, DSTV, I think, were fine up until a month or two ago when they made it that you can oh, only man. stream. Like, it's, it's such a pain now because, like, like, now, for instance, today, my dad and I don't live in the same house. Mm. We both want to watch the UEFA Champions League final. We can't. Mm. Unless well, we go to the same house, we can't. Yeah, well, it's just, I think of my brother who who has two kids where it, in the past he could watch football and his kids could watch Cartoon Network, whatever. Now they just straight up can't. They it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, like, and then, yeah. and, then, and then DSTV wonders why people are flocking to other services. It's just like, mm. yeah, anyway. I think that the day that um, football becomes streamable via another means they're like dstv is in big trouble yeah because i think definitely. that's the one thing keeping them i think they're keeping a lot of subscribers, I, mean, I mean they yeah. even spun out a lot of their sports offerings into a tier of showmax called showmax pro but even that is like 500 rand a month it's ridiculous so like why would i do that you know what i mean yeah. and i'm sure they do that because like i'm sure they're paying ridiculous licensing fees to mm. have that content but like Rock and a hop. People aren't going to pay just because they know that you're struggling. Like people are looking no. for value. So it's <laughs> as a business, it's your job to provide that value. So. Exactly. Um, cool. We have two more questions on Twitter. So number one from Megs who asks, uh, does Alessandro have any new music recommendations? What do you listen to? New music re recommend. <laughs> I haven't listened to anything new in a very long time. My, I yeah, just I'm been most most admit I'm the same. I'm just bouncing between my my like playlist and my yeah, you know my daily mixes. I keep bouncing between just soundtracks like mm. and pretty much very similar ones like Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack, mm. um, all of the Darren Corb ones. So like your Bastion and Pyre and Hades and stuff like that. Uh, Dark Souls 3 soundtrack, real good. Holy shit. I actually, I actually need to listen to the Elden Ring soundtrack now that I finished again. It's some, also very good. There's some bangers there. Also very good. Bloodborne, <laughs> very good as mm. well. Um, this isn't really a music recommendation so far as it is a podcast recommendation, but uh, I know Nick DeBrain and uh, Darren have been speaking about uh, a podcast called Batman oh, Unburied. Yeah, uh, which is on Spotify. It's still going. They put out two new episodes on Tuesdays, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, next week is the final batch. So how many it's episodes are there good. in total? Right now, I think there's eight or ten. And then um, how long are they? They're about each? half now each. Okay, that's um, so it's like cool. so it's like a Batman radio drama. It's very good. Um, nice. Very good acting. Lots <laughs> of um, recognizable names. Uh, the the only one that annoys me slightly, not because she's bad at it, just because I've heard the voice recently, is. Ashley Birch as Vicky Vale. Man, it just uh, sounds like Aloy, hey? Just straight up Aloy. I must um, know. In the in the action, oh, there must be action in this podcast. Like surely when Batman takes down some baddies. Yeah, pow. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a very good, um, very good podcast. Uh it's very adult themed, uh, very mm. dark and uh lots of descriptions of like pretty grotesque murder and stuff like that. Sure. So 
Very good though. A very good spin on familiar characters um, that I'm quite enjoying. So would Speak, recommend that. Speaking of darkness and Batman, look who's just rocked. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I actually forgot. Do you know whose birthday it is today? Luna? It's, it's Lupin. Lupin's birthday. He's Happy 11 birthday, years Lupin. Old. 11 years old. Look at how yeah. handsome he is. He's, he's a, I, I said yesterday, he's a, the George Clooney of cats. He's old, but he still looks good. It's true. Still looking, it's true. Still it's looking, looking real fresh dapper. and fire. Look at that tuxedo <laughs> going on there. Um, and then last question from Megs. He asks, Alessandro, since it has now ended, what is your uh, the final review conclusion of Halo, the TV series? Uh, I guess we alluded to this earlier, but it's not good, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> There's like... See, this this gives me no hope because you are like one of the biggest Halo fans I know. And if, if you cannot get behind, yeah. Although, again, it it's tricky because then I know like non Halo fans have watched it. Be like, yeah, Halo is really good. This, so this, this is the thing. I think uh, okay, if it makes any difference, Shani did not enjoy it. She thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> um, Whatever, Halo. Shani's like the biggest Halo fan I know. <laughs> it listen it. It doesn't adhere very closely to any of the concepts in the games, aside from like a few little story beats. It's definitely trying to be its own thing, which is totally fine, which makes it, you know, it makes sense that it's on its own timeline. Um, mm. And I liked certain aspects. I like that they try to humanize Chief a lot more. There are certain mm. episodes where he's like trying to figure out the truth of his like lineage, like you know, the whole idea that they were kidnapped as children and made into child soldiers type of thing mm. is, it's like really powerful stuff, but then it's just, yeah. there's some dumbest shit story beats, um, mm. some nonsensical ones too. Uh, and overall, I think, yeah, it like started off like pretty okay-ish and then got better. And then the last three or four episodes were just bad. So yeah. Damn. Bummer. Maybe well, they'll improve, shit. but yeah, it's not, not great, unfortunately. Damn. Uh, I would still watch hey, it. I'm not mad I watched it. Like, I will watch a season two, which is definitely being made. Hmm. But is it the best thing? No. <laughs> Why not? No. You'd be such a hater, man. Not even close. Um, and then we have one final question from Cello ZA who mm-hmm. asks, mm-hmm. does Sandy feel like losing in Trackmania on Tuesday? For one night only, Cello will return. For one night only? So My goodness. So is he going to blame making, his lag in China? <laughs> I mean, track track menu doesn't make a, a difference. Thankfully, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Oh, he'll but, find a way uh, to to blame. <laughs> but apparently, uh, it's a public holiday on the Wednesday, so he's joining us. He's waking up at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to play some track mania. There's there's potentially four guys on the cards as well, and he 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 mentioned Fortnite. He's like, I'm there. So. If you're around, you want to join for any of that those shenanigans? You're yeah, very cool. welcome to. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm There's keen. New season of Track Mania we haven't played yet. Oh I'm my keen. God, I know, I know. Darth Vader has been um, introduced to Fortnite. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm down. Just got a force choke too, people. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. Cool. Uh, and on that note, that is all the questions we have. If you want to send us questions, you can also email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at Checkpoint Chat. Um, all of the places. All of the places, all of them. Uh, so, yeah, that's been episode 160. Sorry. 186 of Checkpoint Chat. Sure. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. 
Uh, it's been a very festive. Oh, look, there's a cat in my back room too. I know. I was just saying we've we've got we've got double we've doubled up on cats here. We're, we're doing well. <laughs> um, a very happy birthday to Matthew again. A very happy <gasps> birthday to Lupin. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, we will be back in a mid-year June uh, week. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next <laughs> week. And uh, thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Goodbye.